the Ulster Economics Podcast. A podcast that keeps you up to date with what is happening economy-wise in Northern Ireland. Telling you what you need to know, but not necessarily what you want to hear. Episode 1, September 2020, Tipping Point. During the month of August, the public were encouraged to get out and eat out to help out to support the hospitality sector. In September, it wasn't so much get out, but get back in to schools and to the office. But the get back into the office instruction only lasted a number of days until it was replaced with get back in and work from home where possible. A resurgence in the virus triggered this change of tact and the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, warned that the country was at a tipping point with the onset of a second wave of infections. That trend has continued during the month, culminating in more restrictions, which the Prime Minister suggested could be in place for the next six months. Ultimately, this will impact on the economy. Indeed, David Smith of the Sunday Times described the six-month time frame as a serious blow, letting the tyres down on an economy that was still not properly motoring. So what about the local economy? What is the incoming economic data telling us about what is happening? September may be the end of the third quarter, but we've only just recently received news of how bad the second quarter was. That was the lockdown quarter. The index of services and industrial production, which is mostly manufacturing, revealed staggering falls in output in the second quarter. Looking at services output, which is just private sector services, it eclipsed the record quarterly decline recorded in Q1 by quite some margin. Output slumped by almost 18% quarter on quarter and by almost 24% on a year-on-year basis. Although that was not as bad as feared, although subsequent revisions are expected to reveal even larger declines in the coming months. Nevertheless, these are still record rates of decline in services output and service activity is now at its lowest level since the current series began back in the first quarter of 2005. By way of context, during the last recession, services output fell by 12% in a six-year time frame. This time around, output has fallen by twice that amount in just two quarters. Looking at industrial production, we saw declines on an industrial scale there too. Industrial production fell by almost 15% quarter-on-quarter and by over 22% relative to Q2 2019. It is noted that industrial production has fallen in each of the last three quarters and had plumbed its lowest level since the current series began back in Q1 2005. Looking within the various subsectors in industrial production and service sector activity, it's generally been the case of losers and big losers. In services, the other services sector, which includes arts, leisure, entertainment, aspects of tourism, dentistry, beauty treatment, tattoo parlours and driving instructors, this sector saw activity fall by a whopping 39% quarter-on-quarter in Q2, with output down 47% year-on-year. Not surprisingly, output is now at a record low. Looking at the manufacturing subsectors, there were lots of chunky double-digit declines, but transport equipment, which includes Bombardier and the manufacturer formerly known as Wrightbus, it posted a 39% quarter-on-quarter fall with output more than halving relative to Q2 2019. But it was not all bad when we look at the uh, the growth figures for the various subsectors. Some sectors posted more modest declines. These included food and drink producers and the textiles and textile products sector, which was clearly benefiting from the pivot to making PPE. But there was one sector that did post output growth in the midst of Northern Ireland's steepest recession on record, 
and that was the manufacture of chemicals and pharmaceutical products. Perhaps not a surprise, and this includes the likes of Randox that is making the COVID-19 testing kits. The chemicals and pharmaceutical products sector saw output rise by 1.4% quarter on quarter. Through most of the last six months, Northern Ireland's labour market has been much more resilient than expected, with uh, unemployment not shooting up as quickly as had been anticipated, nor have there been the the scale of the job losses that many had feared. While output hit rock bottom in in the second quarter, there are signs that the labour market has now reached a tipping point too. The number of employee jobs fell in the second quarter for the first time in four and a half years, with employment falling by 1,540 jobs and that was across construction, manufacturing and services all losing uh, headcount in the second quarter. If we look at some of the winners and losers from COVID-19, we're seeing that some categories saw strong growth. Not surprisingly, health and social worker activities, which incorporates the NHS, saw its largest net gain in jobs in almost six years, with more than 2,200 jobs. Wholesale and retail trade also posted uh, strong gains, while COVID-19 insulated sectors such as ICT with IT jobs saw notable growth with a net gain of 460 jobs in the second quarter. However, turning to the losers, it was interesting to see that the admin and support service activities recorded the biggest quarterly decrease of any jobs category by quite some margin, a 5.3% quarter-on-quarter fall, equating to over 2,900 jobs. And this marked the sharpest decline in the sector to date. Given the new era of working from home, many of these jobs will simply no longer be needed or technology will manage to take them out. Jobs exposed to social distancing have also been extremely vulnerable as well. Accommodation and food services, which is the hospitality sector, posted a hefty 2.7% quarterly decline in the second quarter, equating to almost 1,400 jobs. We're also seeing the arts, entertainment and recreation sector starting to shed jobs, and this trend is expected to continue. Overall, the output recession may be well underway, but the labour market recession is really only beginning. And we've started to see with the redundancies data pointing to a surge in P45s coming in thick and fast. If we look at over the year from uh, 1st of September 2019 to the end of August 2020, there were 9,160 proposed redundancies. These figures dwarf what was proposed in the last recession, and three quarters of these have been proposed since March of this year. Clearly, the reduction in jobs that started to feed through in the second quarter is going to be a feature in the third, fourth and subsequent quarters in 2021. If we look at quarter three and uh, whether the recovery is taking hold, clearly the labour market is always a lagging indicator of an economic recovery and economic activity. And we won't be expecting to be talking about a recovery in the labour market until late 2021 and possibly even later. But an output recovery is well underway in Q3. Following a lockdown and reopening of the economy, output and sales could only go one way, and that is up. We've already seen with on private sector activity, the Ulster Bank PMI posted strong growth in July with a further rise in August. However, the strength of the recovery in private sector output has not been as strong as expected, nor would we have liked. August growth rate of 51.7 was the weakest in the UK after Wales, and the lacklustre performance, particularly in the service sector, remains a cause for concern. Services firms in both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland 
have so far demonstrated only tentative signs of growth. The most worrying indicator of all was the significant contraction of in new orders in August, and that clearly does not bode well for future output in the coming months. If we look at the UK, it has already indicated a slowdown in September, and some of the key Eurozone PMIs have returned to contraction in September. And remember, what we're seeing is the Eurozone is ahead of the UK with regards to the second wave of infections, and potentially this slower growth and potential contractions is what could lie ahead for the UK and Northern Ireland in the coming months. If we look at other signs of recovery, two key metrics are car sales and property sales. New car sales had their best July in 13 years. This has been followed up with a gain of almost 7% year-on-year in August. However, this follows a 78% year-on-year slump in the second quarter, with sales falling by a staggering 99.4% back in April during the first month of full lockdown. But context is, is everything. New car sales are rising off extremely low levels, and looking at the period from January to August, car sales are still 39% lower than they were for the same period last year. Residential property sales have also been on the rise, and they have increased fourfold in July and August relative to April's record low. But again, transactions are coming off very low levels and are still 38% lower year on year than August last year. It's worth noting that that equates to over 1,000 fewer residential transactions happened in, in Northern Ireland in August 2020 relative to August 2019. And if we look at for the eight months of the year so far, that equates to 6,000 fewer residential transactions in 2020 relative to last year. Similarly, non-residential sales or commercial property transactions in July and August were double May's record low. But again, they're still about 20% in August. They're 20% lower than they were one year ago. So where are we from a recovery perspective? Well, it is clear that in Northern Ireland, output was well and truly tipped out in the second quarter. That's likely to represent the rock bottom where things can only get better from here on in. But those record rates of decline and record lows in activity do represent a huge economic hole that will take time to fill. How quickly that hole is filled depends on how strong the economic recovery is. In turn, the economic recovery is dependent on containing the virus. And we have seen that the recent upsurge in infections has led the Chancellor to cancel the forthcoming budget and spending review. In its place, Rishi Sunak unveiled his winter economic plan. One of the flagship policies in that was a wage subsidy scheme, which was to replace the uh, furlough scheme, the job retention scheme, which is due to expire at the end of October. Clearly, the new job support scheme is nowhere near as generous as the furlough scheme. And while some businesses and industries have welcomed the move, it is going to be seen and it is not enough and insufficient for other sectors, such as the hospitality sector. What we are going to see in the coming months is a significant rise in unemployment and uh, significant uh, numbers of job losses. The recovery will also be hampered by, if, as the Prime Minister has already highlighted, a number of restrictions could be in place as long as for six months, and indeed they may even see a, a further tightening of restrictions in the coming weeks. Clearly, controlling the virus and tighter restrictions impact on the uh, strength of the recovery and will act as a a break on economic growth. If we see in the coming weeks 
the something such as the so-called circuit breaker of maybe a two two or three week full lockdown that is going to have significant implications for economic growth so while we saw the record lows in output in q2 recovery in q3 we we may indeed see a further faltering of growth in q4 so if we're Looking ahead, probably the key economic indicator from a local level in October is Northern Ireland's Composite Economic Index, which is the nearest thing that uh, Northern Ireland has to quarterly GDP figures or overall economic output. Given what we've already seen with the industrial production and private sector services slumps, a record decline is expected. It's just going to be a confirmation of how bad is it? And indeed, this will only be like the first estimate of it, and we would expect to see whatever is revealed could be larger in the in the months ahead when subsequent revisions uh, do come in. But the key event in uh, in October is going to be Brexit. We've had deadlines, extensions up until now uh, for the last uh, number of years, but we're now getting to the crunch point. And I know we've said that before. But it is going to get to the point where in the next couple of weeks, we do have to see whether there's going to be a deal or no deal. And clearly that will have significant implications and uh, ramifications for uh, the economy, both at a national and uh, local level. I am Richard Ramsey. Thanks very much for listening to Ulster Economics podcast. That was episode one, September 2020, Tipping Point. So make sure you follow Ulster Economics on social media and uh, visit ulstereconomics.com for all your updates on current economic issues and statistics.